0: Congregation, let us turn to the Lord's Day, 43, on page 80. One answer, one question, 112. What is required in the Ninth Commandment? Answer, that I bear false witness against no man, nor falsify a, a, any man's words, that I be no backbiter, no slander, that I do not judge, nor join in condemning any man rashly or unheard, but that I avoid all sorts of lies and deceit as the proper works of the devil, unless I would bring down upon me the heavy wrath of God. Likewise, that in judgment and in all other dealings, I love the truth. Speak it uprightly and confess it so that I defend and promote as much as I am able the honor and good character of my neighbor. So far, the theme for tonight is you don't have to lie. With the help of the Lord, three thoughts. Examples of lies, the heart of our lies, and God cannot lie. You don't have to lie. Examples of lies, the heart of our lies, and God cannot lie. Congregation, young friends, let us begin with paradise. The first chapters of Genesis, Adam and Eve. They were made in a very special way, remember? How was it again? Yes, in God's image. Made in God's likeness. God said, let us, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So there is some resemblance, right? There was resemblance between God and people. Because they were created in his image. So what does that entail? What does that mean? In the image of God. One of the things is that people have language, can speak a language. You would say animals can also communicate. That's true, but that's not language. Language is with sentences and verbs and nouns and adjectives. It's different. And people have the ability to speak and to understand and to write and, and read in a language. Language in order to communicate in a very specific way. To speak the truth, for example. So Adam and Eve were able to communicate and they talked to each other and they spoke to the Lord and the Lord spoke unto them. The Lord also warned them. And he spoke truth to them. And the Lord said, don't do that. Don't eat of that tree. I have forbidden to eat of that tree. If you eat it off, thou shalt surely die. Surely die. You should die the death. That's in Hebrew way of saying things. Double Jesus died the death. What a beautiful time that was the time of, of we call of rectitude. Things are right, rectitude. It was communication and truth, there's no lie. I don't know how long that lasted. But what we know is that Satan came on the scene, who is a fallen angel. And he came to Eve at first in the shape, in the form of a serpent, and began to question her in a very subtle, mean, cunning way. And he asked, "Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree? Did you hear it right? Are you not allowed to eat of any of those trees in the garden?" That's already. A mean way of saying things, not so. Eve had to also testify to him that yes, they were allowed to eat of all the trees except one. And Satan told her that he knew why, he knew why it was not allowed to eat of the tree. That was because if they did that, they would be like God. And they would know good and evil. They could distinguish. They would not be dependent upon God. They would be God themselves. And they listened to that voice. They heard and believed the lie. Believed the lie. Satan was casting in doubts. Satan was happy if they would not believe in God, but would believe in him, would believe that he speaks the truth. You see how close believing is to speaking the truth and trusting someone? If you don't trust someone, you make the other person a liar, don't you? Genesis 3 verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. It's not true. You shall not surely die. And yet they did. They fell into that sin and ate of the forbidden fruit. And the lie entered into this reality. That was the first lie. And then they've tried to defend themselves even after that. They use their mouth to defend them believing the lie. It doesn't take long before we read in the Bible of, uh, next, of the next lie. Do you know what the next is? Chapter 4. In chapter 3, right? The fall of man. Chapter 4, next, next chapter. The other lie. What is it? Yes, Cain and Abel, right? And they're both sacrificing to God. They both did the best, they thought. And Cain was a farmer. He was growing wheat or something. And Abel or Abel was a shepherd. And they both sacrificed to the Lord a certain day. They both built an altar. And Cain put a bundle of wheat on there or something. And Abel or Abel sacrificed the sheep, and they also made a burn, and the smoke was going to heaven. Nevertheless, the Lord did not accept the sacrifice of Cain. There was no faith in there, the Bible says, in Hebrews. No faith in there. It was not genuine. It was phony. It was artificial. It was only his duty. He did, he did what he was supposed to do. There's no love in there. Something to think about. And then the Lord accepted the sacrifice of Abel. And that made kids so angry. He was mad. When he met his brother in the field, nobody there, he slew him. He killed his own brother. So the Lord was speaking to him about that. Where is your brother? Where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? I know not. He didn't want to be responsible. He didn't want to admit it. He didn't want to admit his fall before God. He didn't want to confess his sin. He refused to do that. He should have done that, right? He should have said, I did something so wrong. But he lied. And it's often the case of lying. Right? Lying is defending yourself. Often this, you don't take responsibility for it, and you just bring yourself out of it. I didn't do it. You say, I don't know anything about it. I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? What do we think of Jacob? Children, Jacob. Esau and Jacob. Rebecca, their mother, was very concerned. Because she was all for Jacob, that Jacob received the right of the firstborn. Because Esau had sold his birthright to Jacob, right? And she knew that. So she heard that Esau had been at his father's tent and that Jacob and, and, and that Isaac was about to give the, 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 the blessing. And she heard him. She heard it. That Esau was going to the field to shoot some deer or something, venison, and to prepare it in the way that the old Isaac really liked. And then he would eat it and he would bless him. And Rebecca was concerned about that. So she talked to Jacob. He, she disguised him so that he had different clothes on that smell after, after, after Esau in the field. So when Jacob came in, in the tent of his blind father, with different clothes on and also with some um, skin on his hands, his father asked him who he was and was wondering about the voice. He did not change the voice. And Jacob lied, lied that he was Esau. And he received the first right blessing, but he had lied about it. And he did not have to lie about it. He should have trust in the Lord. The Lord had promised him the first right the right, the, the, the firstborn. He should have relied on the Lord instead of interfering and just lying about it. You don't, you don't have to, lie. you never have to lie. The Lord is in control of all things. He knows what's the best. He can, he can incline hearts, He knows how to change things around. And if something goes completely the wrong way, you say, I have to lie because I would like to prevent something to happen there. No. The Lord knows, and the Lord is able to. Sometimes the lie is disguised in a religious way, like here. It is about the blessing of the Lord. Sometimes in church, in church things, in church promises, in, for example, confession class or baptism or Lord's Supper, We may just show off. We may not be real. But the Lord knows it. We can lie also in religion. We also think of the brothers of Joseph. Children? Joseph, he was the spoiled child of his father. He was also looked down upon by his brothers. He had to also bring some stuff to them and ask for their well-being. And you know that they almost killed him, right? But they sent him off to Egypt. And what to do about their father? So they took his beautiful garment, multicolored coat, Dipped it in the blood of an animal and sent they They themselves went to their father and said, Who is this? Who, who, who is this coat? And the old Jacob had to admit, This is Joseph. Oh, they of course knew it. And they sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether, whether it be thy son's code or no. A lie. It's just a blatant lie to their own father. Also to save face. Also to defend themselves. You no know, lies are never alone. Lies are always connected with another sin. Something that is not right. Unbelief or something or greed, or many, many options. And so he also more difficult is the Bible story of Rahab, the harlot. In what place? Jericho, right? The king of Jericho was concerned about Israel, that they would overtake the city and conquer them and come in, come inside in, in, into, the, into, the, into the, the walls and destroy them. So he had heard that some spies had entered into the city of Jericho and that they had been in the house of Rahab the harlot. It was, it was true. So he sent messengers to the house of Rahab to arrest those spies. He wanted to kill them, of course. And Rahab sp- spoke to them and said, they're not here. They have been here, but they they left already. And they are through the gate already by now. It's only a short time. So this chase them. Chase them because they left through the gate already. You will be able to catch up on them to them she was hiding under the flags on the roof of the house. And they couldn't find her. So she was blatantly lying. In this case, for a good reason. Most of the time it's not a good reason. A good reason. But does that make it right that she did? I... Don't know if we can per se say that. She lied about it. She meant well that maybe she should have taken another avenue. I don't know. It's hard. Also you remember also those examples of the Second World War in Holland and then people were hiding Jewish people and the Germans came at the door and asked if they had if they're hiding Germans but are they supposed to lie or just do, do something else? Some say, well, look yourself. Just go in. Some had no freedom to lie, and others did. I would say, if possible, don't do it, don't lie. Find ways to speak the truth always without condemning Rayat, right? And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus: us, there came men to me, but I wish not whence they were. Of course she knew. She lied about it. Or what about Naboth? Naboth, the neighbor of King Ahab, had a beautiful garden, beautiful orchard or something, vineyards. And Ahab said, I won't have that piece of land connected to my piece so that we can have just one piece. I I, am craving that. And Naboth said, No. I'm not going to sell that to the king. I keep it myself. It's for my father's family. I am not even allowed to do that. It's wrong. According to the traditions and the word of God, I can't do that. And that Ahab went so sad, he went to bed. He turned his face to the wall. He was crying like a baby. And his wife, Jezebel, eh, 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 said, what, 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 what type of person are you? I will take care of it. And she did. She organized a court case. And she asked, she hired billion men, criminals, people that would speak lies. Very easily, very, very, good at lying. And there came in two men, children of Belial, and said before him, and the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did bless, blaspheme God and the king. Absolutely false, false accusation. And on the basis of those two witnesses, they killed Nabal. You need to realize the court cases those days are different. Court cases are different because they had no DNA examples, samples. They had no security cameras. They had no voice recorders. They were absolutely dependent upon the witnesses. Have you seen that? Do you know for sure? the two witnesses, was enough to begin capital punishment. Also happened to this neighbor. He blasphemed God. That was the major sin, right? Blaspheming God, cursing God. He cursed God. That's worthy of capital punishment. And they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones to die. Again, connect to something. Greed. Lie because of greed. Check your own life now. Have you lied about something in business, in family, regarding money? It is so easy to do. You're so prone to evil. You're so selfish, so jealous of things that you say, I need that, I want it. Per se, and that they go to that to, to to that end, to lie. Well, known is the lie of the soldiers. The soldiers close to the grave of the Lord Jesus, the watchman, right? What happened that night? An angel came, or two angels came, and rolled the stone away with that, that light, and they were, they were fearful, and they fled. And they went to, to, to Jerusalem and spoke to the Jewish leaders. And they said to them, what happened? And they said, well, angels came. They rolled the stone away. He, he, he rose from the dead. We can't help it. We were, we, were, we were just petrified. And they said, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone, Okay. Don't tell them to tell them something else. Tell them that they stole the body of Jesus. Just lie about it. And if the government makes trouble, then we will interfere and we will make it okay with you. And they offered even money to do that. Because they were so against the new religion of Christ and his disciples. That they did anything to stop them and they lied about it. Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. How can those Pharisees do that? How can they lie? They were, they were Jewish leaders, religious leaders of, of the people, and lying about it. They should have burst They said, You're wrong. We believe you, soldiers. We believe you. They should have changed their mind. The heart should have been broken, but they lied about it blatantly. Last one. Ananias and Sapphira are examples of lying right in the Bible. They sold a piece of land and pretended that they Donated the whole amount to the church. They said this is all we got for the land, so this is our gift for the church, and they like to give the church, and they wanted the honor of that. That people would say, Wow. And the nice and have you heard of that? They they sold the land and they just donated the whole amount to the church. It was not all amount. They kept a piece for themselves. That's fine. But don't pretend then that you give the whole amount, right? Don't lie about it. And when Ananias came to the apostles and laid down the money and told them that this was the amount they got for it, Peter just warned them. Yeah. No, didn't warn him anymore. He accused him. And he dropped that. And his wife came in some hours later. And yes, the apostle Peter asked her a question. Was this the whole amount? And she said, it was. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yea, for so much. What's the point? If they like to get the money, it's fine. If they keep it, it's fine too. They don't have to give anything. They lie about all about their own glory, their own honor. Some people are into money. Some people are into status. Some people are into entertainment. Some people are into intimacy. Some people are into something else. But so often it is connected with another sin. As soon as the Lord begins to work in the heart zone, that's crucial, right? And one of the things that's rightly attacked is the lie. Your life is a lie. And the Lord changes that dramatically and makes you upright, makes you sincere. You don't lie about things. Your conscience begins to speak to you don't lie. You lie. you need to speak the truth. And the ninth command, by the way, is not only about lying. It is also about falsifying people's words. So people say something, you twist it around and take, take, you take it out of context. You judge people because you heard. That he, she did that. So you just broadcast it to your own friends and family. Have you heard? So and so did such and such, such thing. You didn't even talk to the person yourself. You don't know anything about it. Just he you And then broadcasting it around. It's even possible that speaking the truth is a sin. Speaking the truth is sin if it's true. If it's true what I told people, if I know for sure, it can yet be a sin against the ninth commandment. Because although it is true, what you found out, you don't have to say it. You don't have to inform anyone about it. That's not helpful. It is it is harming people's honor, harming people's reputation. It could have been nipped in the bud. It could have been kept as a secret sin, and now you're making it public, even if it's true. What does the high say about it? That there be no backbite, no slanderer. Slander also in the sense of that you speak the truth slanderously. That they do not judge nor join in condemning any man rashly or, or unheard. I avoid all sorts of lies and deceit as the proper works of the devil. That I love the truth, speak it uprightly, and confess it. Also, that I defend and promote as much as I am able the honor and good character of my neighbor. You know, I remember my father. My dear father. He was in many of those things, very precise. He came home and said, Dad, we heard so and so, and this and that. He always stopped us. Immediately stopped it. I don't want to hear that stuff. You don't, just you, he say you have just heard about some from people, don't talk about it. You don't know anything about it. Just let go. Stop. Talk about it. Keep your mouth closed, he said. And he practiced it himself. Defending and promoting the honor, a good name, reputation of our neighbor. But Let's go a step further. What's now at the heart of that? Why do people lie? Why is it so bad? The heart of our lie. Well, I already said that lying is often connected to another sin, right? To greed or sexuality or there's so many different ways people lie for. It's selfish, but it's also that people do not only lie, they are liars. See the difference? We do sin and we are sinners. Because we sin because we are sinners and we lie because we are liars. So by nature, you are liars. And even God's people are still the old man. He can lie to him. Romans three speaks about those things. Let God be true, but every man a liar, as is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest. Overcome when thou are judged. Lying is an attitude. Lying is an attitude towards God. It's close to unbelief. To unbelief. If you don't trust God, right? If you reject the Lord Jesus, it's a sin of unbelief. It's a horrible sin, isn't it? That's lying. Making no, it's not lying. It's making God a liar. Making God a liar. Saying, Lord, I don't believe thee. John 3, verse 18. Known text. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So not believing is making God a liar. Now, believing is saying, I don't believe in creation, or I don't believe in the fall, or I don't believe in predestination, or I don't believe in the gospel. I don't believe in it. I don't believe that the Lord Jesus invites me. I, 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 I refuse to believe that the Lord is inviting me seriously. I just don't, I can't believe it. Let's make God a liar. That's how deep it goes. The Lord Jesus explained that to the Pharisees. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him when he speaks the lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. See that? That's serious. So the lie originates in Satan, in the devil, in, in the evil, and comes into people's heart through the fall. And that means that he don't even believe in Christ, in God. One of the clearest words is about this is from the letter of James, the third chapter, right, that we have to read tonight, with one, two, three, four, five, six examples in there about the bit and the helm and the fire and the taming of animals and the spring and the fig tree. Would you like me to elaborate on that a little bit? like horses have a metal or a plastic bit in their mouth. So to connect the reins, right? So you can direct that the, 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 the big animal. It's a huge animal, right, in a horse. And a small bit, you hold it in your hand, you weighs anything. With a small bit, you can just give direction to that animal. A bit is a piece of metal, or synthetic material that fits in horse horse's mouth and aids in the communication between the horse and the rider. So a small thing can steal a big animal. And so a small lie, this one little lie, can have huge consequences. So even a small lie, don't say this is a small white lie. No, a lie is a lie and has consequences. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about the whole body. Relatively small, a bit, and yet huge consequences. Same is true for Ships. Even those huge mammoth, 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 mammoth tankers, right? They have a rudder. And it's a small thing compared to the size of the ship. And yet that small rudder, a bit to the right, a bit to the left, can just steer the whole ship in different direction. To the right, to the left. Also the smaller boats. Behold, also the ships, which though they be so great, and are driven off these winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, worthless soever the governor listeth. Worthless ever the governor listeth. The governor is the captain, and listing is the will, right? Whatever the captain wills. He, he's holding the helm, he's holding the rudder, he has the steering wheel, and the ship goes to the right or to the left. So is the so lie. So don't do it. The Lord warns against that. Or the example of a little flame. We don't use matches anymore, right? I think we hardly use the lighters anymore either. This little flame can just set on fire a whole house, a whole factory, a whole field, a whole hectares of trees. Just to start with a cigarette, start with a little flame. So, a lie has have huge consequences and it snowballs, so to speak. And it goes from one tree to the other tree. It's a wildfire from that one cigarette. So, lies are, are dangerous. Don't, don't, don't lie. You, you never have a good reason to lie. Behold. How great the matter a little fire kindle And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defies the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. Huge warnings, serious warnings against lying. An example of a spring a well, a fountain. Are there wells here? I haven't seen them. Maybe in the mountains or wells, springs, where the water comes out. Those wells are fresh water or close to the ocean, salty water. Not both, right? Not both. Can be. It is fresh water or it is salt water. And so if you are speaking from both sides of your mouth. If you're speaking evil and speaking good, if you speak religion and sing Psalters at the same time you're lying. It doesn't make any sense. How can how can from one spring be two two types of water? Fresh water and salt water. Therewith bless ye God, the tongue we bless God, even the Father, and therewith curse men, which are made after the similitude, the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things are not so to be. What about taming? Taming a tiger. Taming an elephant. Or taming and training a dog, right? That's not easy, but doable. People have done that. And dogs can do tricks and sit up, stand up straight and jump through hoops and they can do the crazy things. You can teach them. But the tongue, you can tame. The tongue is always unpredictable. You never know. Something flops out the mouth. Something is said before you know it. You just, you, you know it was wrong, and you have said it already. For every kind of beasts and birds and serpents and of other things in the sea, sea lions or so, is tamed. And has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison, like that snake, right? Full of deadly poison. And also the fig tree. You know you can engraft different types of apples in one stem, right? So in the backyard they have an apple tree with different. Varieties of apples on there. It's possible. But it's not possible to have a vine and a fig together. It's impossible. They're, they're too different. So, is it possible to have from one tree, one, one, one plant, vines, grapes, and figs? Impossible. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine fix, so can no fountain both yield salt, fresh water, salt water, and fresh. So that that combination is impossible. The ninth commandment is not only about lying, it's wider. We have received a tongue, language in the image of God. And we should live holy lives. Paul also writes about that in Romans 1. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. So we must always speak the truth in love. Brings to the next thought. When the Lord converts people, he often begins with one sin. One sin. So that could also be today. There's one sin you lied. You remember that. You have to repent for that. And bring it to the Lord tonight. It might be the beginning of salvation. Do it. Say, Lord, I was so wrong there. I lied. I remember that still on my conscience. Confess to before the Lord and seek forgiveness, not only for that sin, for all sins. Let's begin with one sin. You'll find more sins. And yet, what a blessing. God cannot lie. You don't often think that people are like me. So he can do it because I can do it. God is so different from man. It's a huge difference between God and us. We just prove that from the Bible. The difference between God and man. Hosea 11. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim. I won't do it. I won't destroy them. For I am God and not man. The Holy One in the midst of thee. And I will not enter into the city. If God would be like us, we would have ended this life and the world, and just have so fed up with it, so enough of it, would have just quit the whole thing. But he is God, not man. And he tolerates lies on earth, and lies in church, and lies at his feet, lies at his, his feet to pray. He is God, not man. So that is a good thing, Right? This God means that he has fierce anger. This God also means that he is really able to forgive. He's not like you, not like me, holding the grudge often. God can easily forgive his God. He's God. And no man, I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not destroy them. I'm God and not man. So remind the Lord of that tonight. Say, Lord, I heard that I said, "I am God and not man." What a blessing that is! Or Hebrew six, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Who have fled? For refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, oh that hope of eternal life. That is so firm God cannot lie. And He has given us so oath to, uh, to 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 confirm that He cannot lie. So when the Lord speaks about creation, He doesn't lie. Don't make God a lie by believing the evolution theory. If the evolutionary theory is your your theory that you're making God a liar. If you deny the corruption of man, you'll make God a liar. If you question the the, the gospel preaching to all people, you're questioning God and assume he's a liar. Mm -hmm. Numbers 23. Mm -hmm. I like those texts. God is not a man. That he should lie. Needed the sinner man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Think of Saul. Samuel had to visit Saul after his foolish sins and move. And Samuel had to say to Saul that the Lord had rejected him. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent. For he is not a man that he should repent. See, Samuel said, God is true. When he has said something, he doesn't take it back. He doesn't change his mind. He does not repent. He doesn't lie about it either. He's just firm. And it was Paul in, one, in, in Titus, in the hope of eternal life. That's his, that's his hope, right? The hope of eternal life. Like Moses, the future which God that cannot lie has promised before the world began. So God has promised things, promised eternal life to all them that believe in him, and he cannot lie. It's true. one of the most serious verses from John 5, close to John 3:18: "He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself." He that believeth not God has made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. So if you are an unbeliever still, I don't think you realize what that means. Do you really think about that? I would say, read 1 John 5, 10 tonight again. 1 John 5, 10. 1 John 5, 10. You read that verse. You see how serious it is. An unbeliever says, I don't believe in forgiveness for me. I don't believe in salvation for me. I don't believe in Christ for me. Why not? Why can you not be saved? I don't have anything. You don't need anything. You You may come to where you are. Without money and price, and not only the Lord's people will come, I know only them that are drawn will come, I know only that that know their sins will come, but there is that unwillingness and that not trusting the Lord, that he is willing to save. He has he that believeth not God has made him a liar. So that's what you're doing then? Oh no. So you take that text out of the Bible. Making God a liar. Confess it tonight. Say, Lord, I have been making thee a liar all the time. Oh, 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 so many years already. Did you dare to say that? Did you dare to say to the Lord tonight, I've made thee a liar? Or is it not true then? If it is not true, you don't have to say it. If it is true, then say it tonight. God, I should not have made you a liar or be merciful to me, a sinner. Because the warnings are true, the threats are true, the promises are true, the invitations are true. Consider, therefore, who Christ is. When the Lord Jesus warns us, is he serious or not? Of course, minister. Okay. When Christ warns, it's love, right? When Christ calls you. Does he call you? Does he call you? Is he genuine? Does he mean it? Or is he deceptive? Is Christ a liar? What do you think? He can't lie. He really can't lie. He calls you. He means it. Something. So don't make him a liar now. You know, some hyper-Calvinists are reasoning and reasoning and saying God cannot possibly mean that. God is not really inviting everyone, because it doesn't make sense in the light of election. So then they are close, at least, to make God a liar. They, they, they think that they can reason it out for themselves and, 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 and accuse God of that. But God cannot. He has not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if people are still wondering if God speaks the truth, God has also made oath. Oath. The oath of, as I live, say the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. No when I was, 15, 16 years old, That about, those texts stood out in the Bible to me. I have no pleasure in your death. I love those texts. No pleasure in your death. That's what I want to hear. Want to hear. And maybe that's also true for you today. Just say, I want to hear that. But hearing that is not sufficient. You also had to find the Lord Jesus in the Scriptures, in the Bible. He is the shepherd, and we need to become his sheep. We need to confess our sins before him. For example, the sin that we have made him a liar all, all those years. And turn ye to him. And then the Lord draws. The Lord draws it into the direction of him who speaks the truth. And begin to see something of Jesus. I am the way, and the truth, and the life. Give me such sweetness in there. Sweetness. If he says, I mean well. I invite you. I call you. I am not a liar. And then to receive courage through that, and to continue seeking it, and to continue to repent, drawn by the spirit, and to believe in the Lord Jesus, and then to say, by grace, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Because the real faith is a faith that is given, right? The real faith is a faith that you you can do yourself. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. When the Lord gives that new heart, We hate the lie, begin to speak the truth. Your life changes, you become more honest in business and everything. Those are the marks of grace as well. So the Lord wants us to take the ninth commandment seriously and to seek forgiveness and to also practice it. Amen.